awesome me. And we're live, so thanks for uh, thanks for getting that, Jim. Uh, welcome to Cartel Aristocrats cast number or after hours number eight. I'm currently trying to sort a half million cards strewn about my room for tomorrow, which is proving to be utterly miserable. Uh, Ed just got back from Travis's wedding. If you want to talk about that a bit, Ed. who clearly has muted himself and cannot communicate with the outside world. I don't know. What do you want to hear? It was a wedding. I went to a wedding. It was Travis's wedding. Yeah, but didn't you... Did you sit with some fun people? Did you talk about MTG Finance, that stuff? I uh, met I met James Chilcott in person for the first time. So uh, he was there. Did not talk about MTG Finance, really. Uh, Doug was there. Talked with him for a while. That was cool. But yeah, that was a wedding. Did Travis give bulk rares to each of his guests? He did not give bulk rares to his guests. We got Japanese Kit Kats and uh, Pocky. Man, what a weeb, as he would yeah. say. That's what, yep. Uh, how was your week, Jim? Uh, it is Monday, so it just started. But I suppose you meant weekend. I was sick for most of it, so I just played video games. And uh, I just got done with an exam that has destroyed me. I, I know Ed's had these days, but like, you know when you come home after a long day of work and there's still work to be done and you just want to like curl up in a ball and cry? That's that's where I'm at right now. I literally have half a million cards and need to be put in five rows by tomorrow and I am going to go insane. So that's my life. I don't think I've ever approached uh, crying status, like curl up a ball and crying status. I don't think my life has ever gotten quite that bad. Uh, it's not like that bad. It's just like, why the fuck am I dealing with all these cards? Like, I, I don't want to sort them, but I have to sort them. So it's miserable. I don't know. And then there's a bunch of shops that are calling me about Iconic Masters because they either overordered or they owe their distributors money or their check bounced. So I have to drive to like, I think it's 10 stores at this point on Friday to pick up like all their extra Iconic Masters. And that's going to be a pain in the butt because St. Louis is big. So I don't know what your Iconic Masters pre-sales are looking at, but the, the singles values are going to tank pretty hard. Though the set does look fun to draft. Uh, I have no idea what our pre-orders look like. Uh, it's like, so we have multiple people who have the ability to order, and now that we have two locations that's further compounded, um, I, we have a spreadsheet that's on our, uh, server that's, it's a shared spreadsheet where whenever you order something, you kind of fill in the spreadsheet so people know, uh, what kind of numbers are coming in. Um, that being said, I haven't actually looked at the spreadsheet. Like, I'm not sure what our allocation is, how much we plan on buying, if we plan on buying the entire allocation. So, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that'll come. I'll, I'm sure that'll come to me at some point, and then I'll have stuff set aside to take with events. Uh, take the events with me. Open whatever we decide to do. So you were completely right, though, about everyone running out of money because you, you look at like social media and everybody's screaming their heads off about how they need how they spent too much money on magic and they need to pay their bills uh, for shops or for players like, hey, I need to buy Christmas gifts and I have all these extra cards and you're seeing the price of a lot of high end cards tank 
even with like looking at Bernie's post today, a lot of high end foils are just a race to the bottom right now. Uh, I don't know what like your sales numbers have been on high end foils, Ed, but it's been if like people have been looking for a single cube card to snatch up or like an EDH foil that's hard to find, like foil palancrons down to like two hundred and it was like three three fifty last week. So it's it's pretty cool to just see everyone scrambling to sell their cards because they don't know how to save their money wisely. I mean, I think like if there's anything, what the, f uh, I think if there's anything people are going to sacrifice, right? Like it's much easier to sacrifice like your, your foils, like your more, uh, I guess luxury items in magic, I would say it's easier to sacrifice those than like your staples, right? Like you can't really play, you can't really have a cube if you sacrifice like the, like your non-foils, but you can always downgrade like you know, a full pound gone into normal pound con and have a decent chunk of money left over. Uh, so I imagine like those are kind of the first things that go. So is there anything that you're trying to pick up like for you or Jim when it comes to this high end stuff, or is it just uh, stay the hell away from high end foils? Cause there's not really a market right now. Uh, I'm just picking up like masterpieces left and right. So, because I, I, they're kind of getting at the point where it seems like they're approaching the bottom, and at some point, like the price will crack itself again. So, clarify which masterpieces are you talking about? Not specifically which ones you're t you're targeting, but like which block? Literally any and all. Like whenever I see like high in, like the posts on like sick deals or whatever, hey, selling a bunch of masterpieces, I just say like, all right, I want to buy all of them. What kind of discount can you give me? So I think I probably have like they're strewn over the place, but I probably have like close to like a thousand masterpieces now or something. Yeah, well, thanks for getting back to me on all of mine, Ed. True professionalism, right there. It's not like I messaged you and you had like two weeks to get back to me. Hey, I, I forgot. Uh huh. I don't know, man. Um, Jim, is there anything going on with you outside of Magic that you want to talk about on After Hours? Since I am literally just uh, picking cards this entire time we're talking. Unless Jim died. I think Jim died. Well, anything that you want to talk about outside of Magic Ed, since you are a very interesting person and you are not just a cardboard monkey, though the general populace may believe otherwise. The new Taylor Swift album is great. She announced her tour dates. That's great. Look forward to seeing her on tour. Ed's a big Taylor Swift fan. I don't know why, but... I don't know, man. You would think he would leverage like all of his international connections to get tickets or something. Taylor, but uh, Taylor Swift is great. Like, I think I don't know. I I can't describe it. I like I know why she's attractive. Like, I think the thing that does it for me for people is people's voice, which is why like I don't know. I think like British girls are great because their accent just like kills it for me. But barring that, like I think I don't know. I I think Taylor Swift has a great voice. So I, I think that's like, it, she, she's very easy to listen to. Even like when she does interviews, like on like whatever, like when she does all these talk shows, like SNL, whatever. I don't know. It's her voice. It does it for me. And can you feel the love tonight? Yeah, it's like the complete opposite of yours. Yours is <laughs> <laughs> the fact that we have to listen to you talk every week is just miserable. Yeah, man. Uh, let's just say people that people that think it's a good idea to go to karaoke with me are soon uh, 
aware of the wrong decision they've made. Like, uh, Korea was a very interesting time, for sure. I actually, like, can't wait to get back overseas. Like, I know you have to travel so much for your job, but it's it's really nice to, like, just sort of step away and, like, have that outlook on life where, like, you look at someone's feed and all they're doing is complaining as I grab another stack of cards. Uh, all they're doing is complaining, and then you're just like, I'm on the other side of the world. This is a cardboard and or vacation, and it's really sweet. I don't know. I'm just really happy. I'm not going to be in town at all in December or January, which sucks for the listeners that like me, of which there, I believe there are five. Uh, but I'm going to be gone for a very long time, which is great. Why are you leaving us? Uh, I have many vacations. If you remember that we talked about on the cast, I've got the physical in Israel. And, uh, I'm doing Japan as well. So I just can't wait. And then I think I am doing Shizuoka again with a bunch of friends that live like right next to where the GP is being held. So that should be great. So I'm happy. GP I like Googled their address. It's like a five minute walk from the GP center and it's near the train station. So I'm just like, okay, like fly into Osaka and then fly to Shizuoka. I think is the plan. And then just like not have to pay money to to crash. It's like really nice. Um, Other than that, we're planning a 5K for Legacy. There's a lot of locals that are interested. Uh, We're planning on 200 to 250 Legacy players right now. So it should be a ton of fun. Is that like a tenth of the world supply of Ghoulands? Yeah. (laughs) There's a lot of. So actually, that's a great question, Jim. So when I started Legacy three or four months ago in our area, like full-time FNMs and full compensation, I had to lend out like 20 duels a week to get the FNMs to fire. And last week we sold almost every single duel land in the shop minus two. Uh, someone came in and bought like a set of undergrounds and then someone came in and this is like all the people playing Legacy FNM. Someone else came in and bought uh, three undergrounds, two Valks, and then someone else came in and bought four Tundras, etc. And like by the end of the night, because I guess people are just getting money from their scholarships at this time of year, uh, it was sweet because they it finally paid off. Where like we did a boatload of singles sales off Magic cards, so it was a good night for me. Um, but yeah, Legacy, you got to nurture it a bit, and then once it starts getting going. Or, like, people try their modern decks and then they upgrade them. Like, someone plays Death Shadow every week with Force of Will and Hendatorex and whatnot. That they started off with a modern deck and they've just grinded their store credit towards Legacy Staples. Uh, Legacy's in a really good place in Missouri right now. So I'm pretty happy about it. I'm just not happy about picking all this bulk, which is uh, proving to be tedious. So... I don't know how much like bulk you guys have ever had in your place at one point, but there's definitely a point where it's too much bulk. I know Doug's gotten that point before. What's like the most you've ever spent on cards, picking up cards, or like the most the most cards you've had in your house at one time? I wonder if Ed can legally say how much he's spent on cards at one point. How much Ed have you spent as a buyer for Kerwin's at one time? You mean on stuff like on a single purchase? Yeah, let's just say we're not talking about your money. We're talking about your employer's money. Uh, 
We definitely had like I've definitely done like a few five digit buys before at Grand Prix. So So those are pretty sweet. Those make for like a pretty easy weekend when you just have a massive buy come in at once. Just deal with one person. You don't have to deal with like some random like idiot who's trying to get Wait, like What if I'm the random idiot? Because that's what uh at Indy Dave Smith said like this GP was horrible and then he's like, but you changed the entire thing because we I spent like twelve hours there. How do you know that you're not the idiot sitting down at a Grand Prix booth, Ed? What if I was played the entire day? You have to be self-aware enough to realize whether or not you're the idiot. I could be. I could. I could, I could be a sucker in all this. I kind of feel like a sucker in some days. I'm not completely sure. Well, if it's not your money, does it matter? Of course, it matters. You don't want to lose anyone else's money either. Why not? Because they're your employer, probably. I'm not talking like you screw someone out of money, but like... No, if you, make a, bad, bad, if you make a bad financial decision that's bad for you and probably bad for other people around you. Oh, I've actually got a good segue then. Has anyone ever bought a fake? Where like you uh, didn't take it out of the sleeve and then you're like, shit, this is fake? I have not purchased the fake, but I've told this story before. I've seen some really bad fakes that people didn't realize were fake. My favorite is the 2-2 Dark Confidant. Ed? I, there's like a graveyard of fakes like at our store, like just downstairs. Because the online guys usually go through and process it the most. And then there's just like a small graveyard of like fakes from like... I, I can't think of them. There's like, there's like a... Like a fake ley line of the void that was bought in regionals two weekends ago. Uh, there's like this fake Emrakul that's kind of sitting there. Uh, like a fake Ulmog. All of them have like various issues. Um, maybe maybe I'll bring some examples. Like I think the Ulmog, like the back is like super super out of focus. Um, I, I I can't really describe it. Like it did. Like you can just look at it. It's just like. This doesn't look like a real back. Uh, the Emrakul, the font is just incorrect. I have no idea how someone actually bought that. Like, you'd even need to take out a sleeve. Like, I just looked at it, and, like, the font was incorrect on the card. Uh, the Leyline of Void has a super, 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 like, slick feel to it. Like, it bends super weird. As soon as I picked it up, it felt weird. And I just kind of, like, you do, like, a weird, like, like, snap to it. And you can just immediately tell that it doesn't kind of have the same... Uh, feel as a normal magic card. Uh, so those are the three that kind of stand out. Other than that, I have like some weird ones where I found like I was trying to explain fakes to people and I held like a UV light and then there was just like a small there's like a set of like wastelands that failed the UV light test. They were just printed on like inferior cardstock, it, but it looks reasonably real, but they just didn't glow. Uh, so those wastelands are on the table. Yeah, there's just a lot of random fakes laying around that we have. Uh, probably use them as like identification purposes. At some point, I'll probably like take pictures of everything, or maybe I'll bring them on a cast at some point and just kind of walk through like what fakes look or feel like. Did you get any fake basic lands? Like, could you make decks out of it? I don't think I ever got a fake basic. Like, I've not been seen like a fake guru or something. So um, yeah, that's that's what I assume. Like, are you I saying that because I just bought a fuck ton of gurus, Ed? What? Uh, no. I picked up a bunch. Oh, I wasn't I mean, aware they did. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say like it's that's like seems a little bit excessive to try to fake because the uh, the stamp on it is very unique. 
I mean, I, I think I, I imagine like you'd maybe see like fake unhinged lands or something because you're kind of at the point where like no one would ever think like, oh, this is a fake, especially like I like a few episodes ago when I think Paul was on, we talked about it. And it's like, oh, if I walked, if like so you, one of you guys walked up to me and like you, I didn't know who you were, but you handed me like, you know, hey, like I de-sleeved my cube. Here's 20 of each basic. Like, I probably wouldn't think too much. I'd probably just be like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, I'll just buy your basics. And if they were fake, you know, like, unless I actually, like, went through and, like, de-sleeved all of them and, like, just, like, looked at them carefully, uh, which I've trained people to do. Like, it, it, like that'd probably be, like, one of the easiest ways to pass off fakes. But, like, I don't think I've ever seen, like, a basic in any sort of capacity, like that beta, unglued, unhinged, or anything. I sold my first fake this year. And I felt super bad about it, obviously. I gave the guy a full refund, and I went out of my way to get him a new card. It was a reback, which, in retrospect, I should have checked closer. But the guy had sold me a bunch of, like, good alpha beta stuff in the past. And he had, like, mentioned selling it to me that it was, like, one... I guess, like, I'm real stupid. But uh, he had mentioned, like, I got this at the Cool Stuff booth for basically nothing. And I was like, well, if Cool Stuff said it was okay... And then I realized, like, after I had shipped or after I had sold it to someone right away, like, fuck, this is a reback, even though, like, it looked okay. I don't know. I didn't check the registration on it. So that was the first time I've ever sold a fake, and I felt super bad about it. So I don't know. No one's perfect. Definitely not me. It's definitely one of those things, like, I think it's too easy to kind of, like, I don't necessarily want to say, like, willingly place your trust in the wrong people, but it's, like, everything you have to do your due diligence. I don't think it matters if it's if it's just, like, uh, me. Thank you, Rich. I don't, I don't think it matters if it's just, like, me selling to you, you selling to me, me buying from, like, anyone. Uh, I think someone had mentioned to me on Facebook this past weekend that Grand Prix Atlanta Star City had, had like, a few rebacks in their case that they just, like, apparently weren't aware of. So I think someone said they went up and tried to buy a piece of power. And, uh, he like, the seller pulled it out, handed it to him. He looked at it, and he said, this is a reback. Uh, but, like, the, the seller obviously, like, doesn't really know what to do in that case. So I don't know if he really pushed the issue. But Yeah, I ate the loss on the reback. I was just like, this is a cost of me being shitty. Because the guy had sold me six Lotuses, like a bunch of Alpha Beta Basics, a bunch of high-end Alpha Beta stuff. And so I was just like, at this point, like I've, I've gone over checking all this stuff many times. Of course, this will be fine. And he got it from another vendor, so it should be also fine. But then again, we all know those stories about vendors and rebacks now. Uh, but yeah, it's like, shit, your reputation's on the line there. And what you do decides like how people will treat you in the future. So, I don't know. That uh, that Reback Lotus, man, that was a story and a half. Yeah, that was uh, I, I saw, that was something that, that was something else. Yep. I don't know. Uh, what else do you guys want to talk about? As I picked Shadowborn Apostles out of here. Uh, there was a Gathering Magic question. I kind of said I want to relegate it to the. Wait, but that. Oh, that's the actual cast, which we will record later this week. True, but I think the question, like, the nature of the question is somewhat outside of the realm of uh, just pure MTG finance. Um, 
But you should know this is not a real cast because we've talked more about magic cards than um, Ed's dating life. So I feel like we might be actually doing a cast. I mean, I am apparently here to be mocked. So if you guys want to talk about that, then. I, I didn't mock you. There was nothing mocking about what I just said. Hey, Ed, do you have a cousin named Peng? Uh, no. Because then you could have a, a buddy named Penguin. What? Man, that is so bad. <laughs> that is so really bad. Ed said that he wanted to be flames, so uh, that's, that's not all I got. That's just a really bad pun. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was really... What's worse is Ed's audio with uh, whatever he's looking at with that ruffling paper. Sorry, I'm trying to open up envelopes here. Checking my mail. Maybe you should open up into more personal stories because all we're doing is talking about MTG Finance. Okay, so apparently I signed up for A&A Mileage Club, which is a United partner, and I get their fucking card in the mail, and this is what it looks like. This is... I don't know if you guys see this. This is a fucking flimsy-ass piece. Of You're not holding it in front of the right camera. Yeah, yeah, I see it. Yeah. What the fuck? Seriously? Man, no wonder people hate flying nowadays. I, I mean, mean, they there's did, a lot of other reasons. Like, yeah, they cater to the plebs now. Flying used to be a, a, a rich person's only game, uh, and then they redesigned everything to cater to, uh, plebs, to the plebs. What the fuck? However, plebs? however, all their money is still in business class and first class, uh, which is why a lot of planes are changing their configurations. Uh, to include either uh, more business class, which is by far their most profitable section compared to first class, um, or even economy plus. Uh, first class, the the ROI on first class for airlines is not as. Did you just break your microphone? No, I, I knocked that... I knocked it with a five row. Sorry, <laughs> I, I was moving it to get more cards to pick. Uh, oh, okay. The ROI is by far the best on a business class still. So if uh, if you express to a flight attendant on international flights that you would like to be upgraded to business class, occasionally, if they will either, they won't give it to you for free, but they will occasionally upgrade you for less, uh, which is how I found myself being upgraded on a shitty airline for uh, January, I want to say. So it'll be fun because not all of us are Ed and can like fit in any seat that we want to. It's a little harder for the bigger guys. So I I am trying to sit in the exit row as much as possible. Yeah, like Jim and I are basically the same height, and it is it is not great. So so, so just just to clarify, uh, Doug and I are basically the same height, and you and I are basically the same height. So everyone is like five feet short. Yeah, Doug, Jim, and I are all around 6'6", six, six, and Ed is around 6'8", if you've ever seen him in real life. What? How, how did this originally come about? Like, Doug is, because... a little bit t- Doug is a little bit taller than me, and Jim is considerably taller than Doug, and Jeremy is taller than Jim, right? Correct. Or do I have, yeah. So, no, no, no. That's exactly correct. So, the first, like, one of the first times that uh, Jeremy decided... Well, yeah, I saw him in Pittsburgh, and then after that, he just decided that I was the same height as Doug, and said it on the cast one time, and I, I made fun of him because there's no way you could be more wrong about that because, 
Apparently, he just assumes that everyone that is shorter than him is the same height as Doug, despite the fact that there being a big gap between how tall Doug is and how tall a person any shorter than him is. So there's another point, which was we took a selfie at Pittsburgh with uh, you, Jen, and I. And um, some of the people had like replied that, wow, Jeremy looks uh, to be the same height as Jim from the angle. You hit your microphone again. Because you've stopped talking. You muted yourself. I literally have like too many five rows, which is why I can't point this down anymore. I'm just surrounded by five rows and like have to step over them to move. Uh, but we took a we took a selfie with uh, Jim and uh, Jen, and it looks like we're the same height, even though we're not. And uh, I don't know, like apparently short people get real pissy about like being short because people make fun of them for their height. But I don't understand why, because you can't control it. So like, why would I flame you for being short? Uh, in real life, but it's perfectly fine to flame people on a cast. But like, if I see Ed, and we're all hanging out a, at a bar, and we're we're with like some of his compatriots, I'm not gonna like point out how short Ed is or something. I don't know. A lot of people have Napoleon complexes, but luckily Ed is not one of them. No, he just doesn't understand what you say sometimes because you say dumb shit. That's that's why I'm on here. It's uh, it's what the viewers like. But you won't have to deal with me because I will be, I probably won't be able to record from Hawaii or Japan. So we'll see. Yeah, I'm probably gonna be busy most of December too. We might have to just ice the cast for a little bit. Yeah, Ed, what are your plans next two months? Uh. Well, I'm leaving for Portland on Wednesday. I'll be there uh, until Black Friday. Black Friday, I leave for San Jose. Uh, we have we have Pokemon Regionals down there. I fly back Monday, like late Monday, so I won't be available to cast that day. So that might actually be just like a day where we just won't be able to cast at all. Uh, and then I'll be at the store for a little while, and then we are at Grand Prix New Jersey to close out the year. Yeah. What day is New Jersey? December 14th or 15th, because I am debating flying in for only Friday before I fly out to Hawaii. Oh, uh, yeah, that's not that's not helpful. I'm going to New York to visit my parents and to go to the Winter Classic, but I'm probably going to be going closer to Christmas. So, like, probably the earliest I'd get there is, like, the 22nd, which is not helpful. No, that's not helpful at all. Do you have tickets? To the Winter Classic? Yeah. Okay. I'm going with my brothers. Might see you last minute. Are you going to be in New York City? I get back the day before, and depending on my jet lag, I might just stay the day and go pick up a ticket. All right, then. I Yeah, just let me know. Yeah. So I will keep you updated. I'm not sure yet. It, jet lag, I've always sucked at. Ed's, like, great because he's a world traveler at this point. I just can't do it. I I can do short amounts of time difference. Like California is not so bad, but Hawaii fucked me up. Just sleep on the plane. Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't really help. So I guess like what like what is the issue? Like do you actually like 
wake up like in the middle of the night or something, it'll be like, oh, I'm just away. Is that from like having? I don't sleep on planes, so that oh. really fucks me up. I, I actually don't sleep on planes, no matter how long or short it is. Is it just is it the position like you're too tall and you're like you're you can't get comfortable or is it yeah, like, like the... even in business class or first class, like I I just don't sleep on planes. Yeah, I mean, I sleep a little bit. Um, when I came back from Hawaii from the pro tour, my layover was in Dallas, I think, someplace in Texas, and I slept a little bit on this flight from Hawaii to Texas, but then I didn't couldn't sleep any from Texas to Florida, and I was, like still like my internal clock was still messed up for like three days after that because it's a six hour time difference, or it was at the time. Last time I checked, geography hasn't changed that much. I'm pretty sure Hawaii is still six hours behind us. Well, I don't. I don't think Hawaii. And I think I think that's the only state that doesn't observe daylight savings time. So sometimes it changes. No, oh, that's that's fair. That's fair. You know what? I can't wait not to go back to, or I I don't want to go back to. I guess I I never want to go back to China ever again. It is the shittiest country I have ever visited. Even over like Eastern European countries, since this is to? since this is after hours. I mean, you live in Missouri, so yeah. <laughs> so it could be cons- considered an upgrade. Whenever you get out of the tier one cities and you get out of your little expat bubble, it's like the shittiest thing ever. It, it's it's just horrible. There's no food sanitation. Uh, they they. They mock you or they like try to obviously scam you, though that happens more in Eastern European cities. If like you don't know the language or you don't understand like what currency is legal, or they like try to rip you off with fake uh, currencies. But outside of China, and it's just a bunch of poor people that are in these farms because of the way that uh, Mao just absolutely fucked them over and like destroyed their education. The lost generation, they're called. There's been countless books and articles written on it where they don't have any manners and they don't care. And it's like younger Chinese people have are like the smartest people out there, even over Americans. But it's real sad to see all these old people that don't have any education and can't get like insane jobs versus like if you're in Shenzhen, like everyone has a master's degree and like, like programming I, is a normal job over there. I was going to say, have you not been to the United States? There's a lot of the same things happen here. What do you mean? I mean, like, it's the same things in the Rust Belt states where they don't have the mines open anymore, and those people there don't want to. From what I've understood, it's a lot of people don't want to try to get new jobs. They don't want to become educated, and they'd rather be ignorant to what's happening around them. I don't know if right. that's true or not exactly, but that sounds like a lot of the same things that I've heard about parts of the United States. But it's not like Reagan literally massacred all the people that were teachers, and like. I mean, Sure, but propaganda like, out there saying death to anyone who's enlightened. I mean, that's kind of what it's like these days, isn't it? But what I'm saying is it didn't actually happen in history, and it's real sad to see when you yeah, go over ha- there. It's happening in the present. <laughs> that's the worst part about it. It's happening in the present. It's not a thing that happened previously because it's happening right now. Okay, so what, what's our solution since we're uh, since America's fucked? No I one mean, knows, right? I didn't say that we were fucked. I just said that it doesn't look good right now, and there's things that we need to do about it. What are they? I don't know. It's probably above my pay grade, but it's basically better. Than, it, anything it is better than nothing at this point. 
because nothing is just going to continue us down this path of doing the same thing and losing control of who we are. Ed, you moved to the States when you were super young, right? Yeah. So you don't really remember the home country that much? Uh, I've been back. I've been back quite a few times. And every time I go there, like, there's definitely been uh, substantial improvements. So, but yeah, China is one of those places that, like, I'm not too keen on, like, visiting. Like, I think I would definitely like to go to see, like, the actual, like, history and whatnot. But, like, the fact that you literally can't get cold water anywhere in the entire country is abysmal. Right, because the water is like so toxic that like when they get out of the tap or whatever, they have to boil it. So you go to a restaurant, it's like, oh, I want some water. All right, well, here's a cup of like boiling water. Like, have fun, the, have a drink it. The last statistic I saw is that eighty percent of all bodies of water in China are polluted. Being able to swim healthily in them, and I went to Shenzhen, where like there's public beaches, they throw their trash everywhere because once again, the lost generation. It's like a thing that's been documented. Uh, I've read books on it too, even before I went over there. Um, and the craziest part is Chinese people, the older generation doesn't know how to swim. So you have the 50 to 60 year olds in these like rafts, like the little rubber ducky circle things, if you know what I'm talking about. I'm not joking. Google pictures of Chinese beaches. Are you trying to say floaties? Is that what you're, floaties. Is that, is yeah. that what you're looking for? Okay. Uh, they're they're all wearing floaties, and if you go out like farther than like hip, like waist deep, the lifeguards will yell at you because they're scared you'll drown because it happens all the time on these beaches. And like in the beach I went to in Shenzhen, uh, there's facial ID and like a phone that you scan to get onto the beach because there's only eighty thousand people allowed on this little beach at once, and there's trash everywhere and it's crowded, and it was a seven hour drive back, about like fifty kilometers to Shenzhen after that. It was miserable. And that was in a first tier city. That wasn't even in like a second or third tier city. So. Plus you have the Great Firewall. So Google's met, Google's blocked. YouTube's blocked. All that stuff. You don't get any of it. I hope they fix their shit, man. Because it's a beautiful country. And it's like extremely polluted. And the economy is growing very fast. But... The the quality is not there yet. Uh, yeah, we're about to go backwards and be stuck in that same position. We are? Yeah. We could be. Isn't our infrastructure already like 50 years behind what it's supposed to be repaired at? Isn't that one of Bernie Sanders' like biggest campaign things? Uh, I mean, after like Medicare for all and free in you know college for everyone you know those other things probably i mean health insurance is just too expensive when it's really depressing seeing how much or how little other countries have to pay nice i don't know man i'm just sad there's like so many beautiful places in the world that are fucked because of politics so, yep. and I'm traveling even more next year. So it's going to be real interesting. I don't know. Like, it, it, it's just sad because there's so much potential in China and it's not, it's not seeing its full potential. I mean, neither are like some of the countries I like either. Or like we can, I think we can agree that like Japan's at its peak. 
and it's all downhill from there. Like their population is going to shrink. Their average age is only going to get older. Like the social security net that all those older people are going to put on the system is going to be insane. I don't know. Like having a political science degree background sort of thing. It's real interesting to compare all these cities or nations. I don't know, man. I'm just real sad about it because, like, I'm only going to first tier countries or like first world countries on this on this trip, and like, I I wish I would want to go to China again, but I just can't. So, would you say that you have first world problems? Yeah. <laughs> it, it there's just so many like all the places I've been. Like, you go to Russia, the cops will shake you down. Like, that's just, like, a guaranteed thing, especially if you don't know the language. But, like, even if you know the language, they, like, know your easy money. Like, you go to Poland, they'll exchange your money for fake money if you're not careful. Like, not in, like, Krakow or something, but, like, in some of the smaller towns. It's like, hey, here's this old Polish money, tourist. This is a better better deal than uh, than the official exchange rate. And then they give you a bunch of money that is clearly not good. Same, same thing's a problem in uh, the Czech Republic. I don't know, man. I think I'm going to do Tanzania next year. I think I'm going to start like trying to go to Africa more. We'll see. Yeah, so, South Africa is kind of high on the places I want to go. Oh, oh, my God. The flight to get there, I looked. It's like 21 hours. There's like one direct from JFK, though, so you might be good. But that's not what I was planning on. Is there a direct from JFK? I saw like one from Atlanta, like Delta Services, Atlanta to Johannesburg nonstop. Okay. And that's yeah. like a 16 and a half hour flight. Yeah. That sounds miserable. Well, so the cool thing about jets is they've like, so there's this, there's this YouTuber who, who only does like jet videos about like the history and profitability of jets and like Airbus versus all these other places. Like I've watched it a bit, listened to his podcast a bit when, uh, when I'm not busy or just sorting bulk. And like they're getting to those sixteen hour, sixteen and sixteen to seventeen hour flights are starting to get way better. So you're seeing more flights from like uh, the UAE, especially to like America. So it's super cool that like we're able to travel so cheaply all over the world versus like twenty or thirty years ago. It's just that they treat us like cattle now. If you're not flying in like the appropriate section, uh, United just added. Uh... LA to Singapore nonstop, which is like 17 hours and like 25 minutes or something. So, Have you been to uh, Hong Kong yet? Or uh, where, where's the other place I'm thinking of? Uh, the Philippines? I literally got back from Hong Kong like two weeks ago. How'd you feel about it? It was fine. You didn't see, like, you didn't like think it was crazy? I did. I did love Hong Kong. Like it was... Uh, it just felt like a crappier Japan, like in every possible way. Um, like the food was fine. Like it wasn't as good. Uh, transportation wasn't like as convenient. The fact that people still took like, like there's still buses seems a little outdated, especially in Japan. Like you can literally go everywhere by train. Um, the city was like way, way dirtier, even like in the nicer parts. Um, and uh, which is ironic because like if you like Hong Kong is like a super super affluent city, 
like lots of lots of very rich people there number one in um, economic freedom in the world by most yeah. standards so uh I don't know. Like I didn't, I didn't care for it. Like it's, it's not necessarily I like didn't like like it. It's just I don't know if I would like actively want to go there uh, if I didn't have a reason to. Um, like Macau, like despite being like how much more money they generate than Vegas, like I think I still prefer Vegas over like Macau. So I don't know. I'm gonna probably be shot by a missile in january but at least i'll be in a cool country while doing it because nothing says freedom like damning your political enemies downstream's only water source in the region fun times i haven't been to macau yet but like hong kong was pretty nice for me macau macau is basically like I don't know how to describe it. It was just like you go around, there's like nothing but baccarat tables. Like it's super hard to find like any sort of like other table games. Like poker isn't super common. I think it was like the there was like one casino that had like a lot of poker because that's like where uh like the Southeast Asian like world poker tour uh is held. But like there weren't a lot of games, like everyone was just playing baccarat. And unless that's your jam, like you're super Asian, then like I, I just prefer Vegas, so Bac- Baccarat is just not, it's, it's not the most exciting thing. It's like for people who are glutton for punishment. Like, you want to get slow rolled and then get slow rolled again, like, play Bac- Baccarat. Otherwise, go to Vegas. Or you could save your money and not gamble it and then retire way earlier. Or you could gamble all of your money, double up, and retire even earlier. That never happens. I know. Ever. I'm aware. That's why. That's why we were. Uh, Jen and I were talking about like what we wanted to do for our bachelor or bachelorette parties. And she's like, "Let's go to Vegas." And I'm like, "I I don't think that's a good idea. I don't really want to gamble the money that may or may not have to pay for the wedding. That doesn't sound like a good idea. Because if I double up, I can get nicer stuff. But if I lose money," Then I don't know, like sell my house or something. Dibs, I want some beachfront property. It's not a you know where it is. (laughs) Twenty years, Jim. (laughs) Give it twenty years, it'll be beachfront. You know what? Probably there's the the floodplain, like the flood zone around my house is pretty miserable for a lot of houses that are not mine. Like a couple of streets in each direction is definitely a flood zone, and I don't know how those people can get flood insurance. Ed, if you've ever been to Cocoa Beach or the Maldives, you've got like two years left to go before that nation goes underwater. Yeah, that totally noted. That's on your your list. Isn't Cocoa Beach in Florida? No. Is there another co- beach called Cocoa Beach? The one percent one is in the Maldives. That's the one with like the picturesque uh, coconut huts, with each having your own villa, and you like. Uh, there's like it's surrounded by a reef. It's where yeah. celebrities go. If if I had an exorbitant amount of money and didn't care what I spent it on, uh, there's like some restaurant that's like under the water. I would totally go there. I Why like not just rooms. go back to uh, Carnevino for the same price? It's not under the water. Ah, that place that's was underwater. 
Nothing. That place was extremely mediocre. Why we couldn't because we couldn't get reservations at the Edge Steakhouse. Well, whose fault is that? We, mine. No, you're supposed to blame Travis. He's not here. He can't yeah. defend himself. <laughs> it was we finally could've... nice to get everyone in the same room, though, for our listeners. That was uh, that was great. And we could do it in Orlando. I could find some place to go eat, probably. Uh, well, Travis is never going to Orlando. I'm never going to Buffalo, so we're always divided. I don't understand why Travis wouldn't want to go to Orlando. Like, of all of the cities that you could possibly go to, that's not like... I don't think there's anyone that, like, has that high on their list of, like, nah, never going there. Like, I don't understand what's what's bad about it. Too many old people. Old people don't live in Orlando. They live around Orlando. I don't know. Like, our my Uber driver was old and not the fastest driver when we were when I was trying to get to your house, so... Well, I mean, I didn't say that, like, there are no old people. I'm just, you said there were too many. Is one too many? Uh, probably. I wish my Uber driver knew how to drive. I kind of have that expectation when I get in a car, so... But I, I guess I might be asking for too much. You guys ready for know. driverless cars? Nah. I Yes, I'm so ready. Because I I can definitely top any bad Uber ride you've ever had with my Uber ride in Chicago. Yeah? What's the story there? explain that while I go and get more four rows? Oh, man. It, it was so bad. So uh, Jen and I were going to dinner downtown. And then we were going to see the Blackhawks game afterwards. And we had picked a hotel that was pretty far away from downtown because it was way cheaper that even, like, Ubering there and back was, like, actually just less money every day than it was to get a a hotel downtown. So we called for the Uber around 4 o'clock, and the game started at 7.30, and our dinner reservation was for 6.30. So we thought we were getting there a little early, like, walk around, do whatever, go get food, go to the game. So the Uber driver picks us up at 4.15, maybe 4.30-ish, I don't remember exactly. And we get stuck in the worst traffic of all time. And we're on the interstate trying to get into the city. And their car runs out of gas. (laughs) On the highway. (laughs) And at first she didn't know what happened. So she's like, I don't know, the car's not going, let me pull over. So she rolls off into the shoulder and then turns the car off and tries to start it. And, like, obviously it didn't start. And then she starts saying, oh, God, please, I can't have this happen now. There has to be more gas. God, please put gas in my gas tank. Those were the words that came out of her mouth. And she proceeded to sit there and try to start the car hoping there would be more gas in it than the last time she tried to turn the key. At this point, uh, we told I told her that maybe she should call Uber and figure out what we should do because now we're stranded on the side of a highway, like a five-lane, like really, you know, high-traffic highway. And the Uber told them, Uber told her to close the ride and for us to drop a new pin to get a different Uber driver. We were in the shoulder of a highway, and they told us to do that. So 
eventually she canceled the ride or she she like like said that we got there or whatever i don't i don't know it wasn't on my phone she said okay the ride was done and then we tried to drop a new pin and uber was like you can't do this here there's no place for them to pick you up and then like jen messed around with her phone a little bit more eventually got the pin on the highway and then someone picked it up and then I told her to immediately call that person, let them know where we are, because I really don't blame them if they don't want to try to come get us, because we're on the side of a highway. And now we're getting to the point where, like, it's like 6.45, because we've been stuck with no gas for, like, 45 minutes on the side of the highway. And I'm about we're about to miss, like, the opening of the game, where we can't get any refund for the tickets that I bought on StubHub. And I'm getting infuriated trying to bite my tongue because she's, like, complaining about all the bad things that happened to her. And this is the worst thing that's ever happened to her. And I really wanted to tell her, no, this is not what happened to you. This You did this to yourself. But this is not a life lesson I really want to give you right now. So Jen calls the guy. He doesn't immediately hang up. And I'm like, oh, I guess he's going to try to come pick us up. So this guy is flying down the highway. Oh, we also pulled over into the left lane by the way, the left shoulder, which is the worst possible place to be because people go fast in the left lane. So he comes up behind her and like we jump out, we get in his car and now he's just like waiting for a break in traffic so that he can get going again. And we tell him the story as we're going there. He's like, that's unbelievable. I don't know how that happened. And the end of the story is basically... We get to the arena, we get inside, we sit in our seats one minute before the puck drops. Which is the, the most best. important because hockey is the most important part of any day. It's true. Um, so it took like three and a half hours to get to the, to the arena to watch the hockey game, which was very entertaining, by the way. It was a nice arena. The food's actually like reasonably priced. Like It's still really expensive food, but they give you a pretty, pretty big portion. How much um, were beers? I don't. I think they were like seven or eight dollars. Like it was. It was not that bad. I got um because we missed our dinner. We ended up buying food there. I bought these like barbecue nachos, like barbecue pulled pork nachos, and it was like a reasonable meal size, but it was like fifteen dollars. And I was like, all right, fine, whatever. It's like it'll it'll make me full and. It doesn't taste horrible, so I really can't complain that much. But just wait till you come to the Blues Scott trade. Oh yeah, uh, I'm I'm trying to make make my way around. Uh, if anyone has a place for me to crash in Canada, please let me know. I need to go to you every can. arena at least once. Uh, there's a ton of people in Toronto that play Magic where you could uh, hang out there. Yeah, I, also I don't know much. Like, I'm not going to go to some rando guy's house that I've never heard of. That's Do you know like who a, Milo the Great one is? I'm sorry, who? Milo the Great One. He was like the first Canadian YouTuber for Magic. He hosts Cube Drafts every week and records them. No. Uh, he's partnered with Face to Face. They let him uh, use their space to record these like holiday cube tournaments, and they get like tens of thousands of views. Oh, okay. I did not know that. That's cool. Uh, it's like really professionally done. He is a guy that's in uh, TV production. So like, if you've ever wanted to watch like a Cube Draft... And, like, they show, like, every pick. So, like, you could be like, well, what would I take? It's just, like, a really good way to kill time. Which is important when you're sorting magic cards. Yeah, I don't really do that anymore. 
I just like piles of decks. Like this is a blue black like rando deck, just like all the rares and mythics and shit. I'm just like, ah, oh, I forgot I opened. I, I I'm like, oh, I forgot I opened owned a Jace the Mind Sculptor. I don't know why that was in there, but I have all these sweet foils I forgot about. Yeah, I don't know. I'm still convinced the economy is going to crash soon. Oh, and by soon I mean next year. Yeah, nobody can afford health insurance. So the reason being, as I've explained to other people that are investing or followed similar investment strategies as myself, because uh, there's meetings for that in St. Louis, basically. Um, healthcare is 16% of America's jobs. We're getting millions of jobs slash next year due to Trump's healthcare changes. And I'm the most conservative guy on this cast, and even I admit that he is wrong on this. Um, and then all those people will not be spending money, which does not help the economy. And then the bubble pops because the banks didn't really get punished for 2008. They just sort of got a slap on the wrist. So it's going to be even worse this time. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to that. Hooray. But Ed's uh, wise investment portfolio of Taylor Swift CDs will finally pay off. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if he invested in those. Ed, did you buy? Did you buy both of the Target exclusive like cover shits for Taylor I have, Swift? I have not been to a Target yet. Otherwise, I would have. There was one in Buffalo, like not too far away from the wedding site. But I was just so dead after the wedding. I just basically went back to the hotel. I'm I'm so I'm, I'm like kind of disappointed that you know what that is. The only reason that I know what that is is because Jen bought them and then showed me, and I was like. Why did you buy both? She's like, because they're different covers. I'm like, okay. That's yeah, that, thing I'm not gonna this get. is a great after hours topic. What is the most interesting item you've bought for one of your hobbies? Like item? What does that mean? Like something for a hobby you have, not necessarily magic. And like, it's, you just like went all out and bought it. So like for Ed, it would be a super limited CD or like a VIP pass. I guess I don't know. I don't know Ed's hobbies that well, but uh, like, what's the coolest thing you've spent on a different hobby other than magic? I mean, uh, I just bought tickets to the Winter Classic. That's pretty sweet. The outdoor game gonna be in New York City at the City Field, which is where the New York Mets play. I don't know if I have anything that's wildly interesting, like. I mean, obviously, like, I'm an avid, like, uh, watch collector. People know that. So I have uh, some expensive watches, needless to say. Uh, I have, like, an $800 bottle of scotch that's not here. I bought once. Uh, yeah, why did you do that? Because scotch is delicious. He's a degenerate. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's what I wanted him to say, but that's not what he said. I'm not a de degenerate, believe it or not. That's not true. All right, I, I might be kind of a degenerate. <laughs> That's closer to the truth. All right, I, I, I'm, I'm, pro I'm probably degenerate, but I don't know. I spend money on, on things that like are good quality. Like I don't mind spending money on scotch. So, like I have a growing collection of bottles on the shelf over there. 
you can see every single one of those Alcoholics Anonymous pamphlets next to the bottles too that it is turned down. See, that's the thing though. I 100% know that, that Ed's not an alcoholic because you cannot drink enough scotch to be an alcoholic. You will just die of the burning sensation in your head. <laughs> I, that, I'd also be way more poor if I like was an alcoholic off of scotch. So. That's also true. Yeah. Yeah, you'd be way more poor and you'd be like unable to form like real sentences. Like there's no way to get like actually wasted off of that. Ed, have you bought a smoker for your ice for your scotch yet? No. I don't like ice in my scotch. I drink it neat. So Okay. Yeah. Like I, I think we've talked about this on previous casts, but I have a friend who has a smoker for his ice for his scotch to make it even more smoky. Which I, is I, like what does yeah, that actually end up doing? It, it you infuse the water with smoke, so it makes ice with smoke infused in it. Oh, okay. To yeah. not dilute the taste as much. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I definitely want to buy one of those um, like ball molds for ice, just because they look sweet. Like, I don't know what. Like, I don't believe that the shape of the ice matters that much in the terms of keeping your drink cold without diluting it. But I think that the ball looks really sweet. Yeah, you can put it in your Mountain Dew while you eat Cheetos on your couch. <laughs> I also own a bottle of scotch. I could put it in if I felt like it. Yeah, Not the bottle, like in the cup with the... You know what I meant. I have a sick-ass guitar because I played guitar for so long. Uh, I own golf clubs because I like to golf a lot. Uh, I have a shotgun of Amiibos. Some of them are really expensive. Yeah. I don't I know if that's cool, though. I didn't know that about you. Did not take you for a golfer. It's like the national pastime. Of I, play way, I play way more hockey than I golf. Well, I played way more hockey than I play golf. But when I was sadly uh, injured from my hockey days, I just took up golf because it's basically the same thing. So you play in the offseason after you don't make the playoffs. <laughs> we, we actually went to state three years in a row. And then we went to nationals two of those years. Uh, but I tore my PCL. I used to be an enforcer, man. It was fucking great. Oh, it was you're, good. You're like a twig, though. How could you even be like menacing? I had muscle back then, and I was like six three my freshman year, so it was not a close contest. Yeah, I'm shrinking. <laughs> it's sad. Uh, but then I got into an accident on the ice, which was not great. And then I tore my PCL, and rather than uh, seek medical attention, I decided to play the rest of the game because I wasn't a pussy, and that did uh, not help the recovery process. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, but yeah, we golf a lot. Uh, I think you saw on Facebook, but like my brother is like really into golfing and hockey, uh, so he takes lessons all the time. So we went, when we were in Mexico, we golfed like every single day of that vacation. It's like. Uh, we were there nine days, and I, we golfed every day. That's pretty sweet. So, yeah, golfing's okay. It's not like positive EV. You have to go with the right people. Right. It's like, either all of you have to suck or all of you have to be good. Right, right. If there's any differences, it seems like it's a pretty miserable experience. Yeah, like, if you all suck, you can all laugh about, like, how bad you are at hitting the ball. And if you're all good, like, it doesn't even have to be competitive, but you don't have to wait for someone to smack the ball 20 times. Right. Which is, like, really excruciating for people that don't know how to play. Right. They, they hit it 20 yards and you just like watch them. Yeah. I don't know. Sailing is way more fun than golfing, but I don't own a boat. 
so I don't get to do that as much. Not really sure, like, what, like, luxury, like, first world wealthy individual pastime I would, I would partake in if, you know, I actually was as rich as you are. Fortunately, I'm, I'm not uh, rich. I'm I not am, rich. I, I am not loaded with money, despite what, you know, the rest of the world seems to think. So, who, uh, me? The, the rest of the world. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It, it seems like a lot of those things, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I, I've, I've different, I enjoy different things in life. So, you like pool? Pool? No. Yeah. No. No. Mahjong? No. Uh, cards? Not related to gambling necessarily? Not, not really. Like, I don't know. Not my gym. Like, I... Horse racing? No. Have you been to a horse race? Uh, I have not. That is, like, very 1% in the South. That's like the SEC's, like, the rich people go to watch horse races and the poor people go to watch NASCAR. Yeah. Does not seem particularly interesting. Like, if I can't get, like, interest by NASCAR, it doesn't feel like I enjoy horse, like, Mm -hmm. horse racing at all. So. Have you ever gone whitewater rafting? Yes. What do you think of that? Did not care for it. Really? Yeah. I don't know. What level... What class level rapids were you on? Three. Okay. I think, we, I think we hit a few threes. I think there was a four that I think we opted like as a group to not go. But Okay. Yeah. I've done fours and I've never done a five because I'm too scared. Right. Yeah. Fours were terrifying enough. Right, right. Like I've done kayaking before. That wasn't particularly enjoyable either. I don't know. You ever go biking? You mean like like mountain biking or something? Well, or like in Missouri, bike? we have the longest continuous bike trail. Okay. It like goes through the entire state and it's flat, but it takes you like over the Missouri and Mississippi rivers and like through all these wineries. So like that's like a big thing here because you can I can literally bike from the middle of Missouri to St. Louis mm-hmm. if I wanted to. It's like the poor poor person's transportation system. How many miles is it? It's probably like two. Uh, it's, it's like three hundred or like two fifty each yeah. way. I had a friend that like went there and back, and it took him like three weeks. But he was right. super fit when he got back. Right, right. So yeah, that's a, that's like a big thing. Yeah, not really my jam either. So spelunking. <laughs> uh, I have not. Out in the great state of Missouri, there's plenty of spelunking. <laughs> it's a big why, thing here. Why does that not surprise me? We have a karst topography, which leads to the limestone being eroded. So we have ca- we have some of the largest cave systems in uh, in a, in a America. Definitely not the world, but uh, there's some really deep ones where like you can only go thirty. There's like a cave right where I am. You can take it thirty miles to the capital, but like any farther, and people have died. Like trying to map it. Oh, so oh, perfect. Yep. Let's uh, <laughs> let's go on a sabbatical. <laughs> Why are we going on a sabbatical? We're going spelunking, Jim. Oh, okay. That sounds dangerous. Ed Ed can go through, but uh, neither neither you or I will make it past like the first half mile. Probably not. I don't know. We're trying to find out what Ed's new hobby is. It's not spelunking. It's not mahjong, and it's not horse racing. It's not biking. It's not. What else did we talk about? 
It's not cards or anything related to gambling at all. Uh, I mean, you can play video games. That's like a pretty reasonable hobby that most people have. It feels like pretty bad value. It's for the same reason why I don't watch TV. So, and I feel like it's a relatively poor competitive outlet. So, right. Well, if you wanted to, like, do you want a competitive outlet or do you want a hobby? I don't know. I don't know if I need like a competitive outlet. Like That's I used the... to play. I used to play like Counter Strike super competitively. It was one of those things where it was. It was just like all the competitive nature of like playing a sport or something without like any real social aspect because you literally like I literally just sat on my computer for like 15 hours a day so yeah um I would not recommend that no but it just feels like playing video games is kind of bad value because you don't gain anything out of it the it is bad value in that it respect if that's all you want to do is gain like financial or or like social I don't I don't know how to explain it like there, there are things to be gained out of playing video games if you enjoy the experience, much like watching a movie or watching a TV show. But if you don't have any place any value in those experiences or like in that entertainment, then yes, it is negative value probably for you. What about skiing or snowboarding? That sounds like a thing that like you can only do part of the year, which is not great no. for a hobby. Not really. Doing what? You cut out for a second, Jeremy. Skiing or snowboarding? Uh, I tore my ACL, so it seems pretty oh, look, bad on the ACL. We are brothers and <laughs> And tears over here. Um, That's a different tendon, but whatever. It's the front versus the back. Uh, what about uh, fishing? Way too boring. Like, what are that, you like that's about? like. Have you, ever, have you ever? Well, have you ever gone fishing for like big fish? I mean, I've gone like deep sea fishing, and like it's great. For Just like for, uh, for what? Like, have you gone tuna fishing or shark fishing? We're doing it in Hawaii again. No. They beat them to death with clubs. It's great. No, that's not the kind of fishing that I was suggesting. Oh. <laughs> they literally beat these 100 to 200 pound fish dead with clubs. They just club it to death on the boat. Okay. I, I, learned, I learned don't want to hear that. That, that just uh, like... You yeah, know, Ed, if you ever want to become a serial killer, the sounds of the fish's head smacking against the dock sound just like... <laughs> Dully noted. Fishing is like the old person real life variation of playing a video game. Like that that's what it seems like to me. So no no offense, Jim. But why is that why why would that be offensive? Why are you saying no offense to me? Is it because I like fishing and I also like video games? I mean maybe. I, I, I don't know. I, I just don't see appeal to it. Like you mentioned, like I don't watch movies either. I think I told you guys how I watch movies, so no, so, I, or I think it might, it might have come up as a topic of conversation in the past. Well, yeah. Fishing is really just an excuse to get trashed on the water. Allegedly. Jet skiing uh, is pretty fun. Eh. Tubing? Uh, water skiing? Eh. You don't like tubing? Like, do you want a do you want a hobby that like actively contributes to your life? Is or like you can gain something out of? Is that what you're trying to do? I don't know. I like because that just that just sounds like work. Uh, that's that's the problem that I'm trying to. I like the things that are not work and are enjoyable are too boring for you apparently, or not enough value. But the things that are to be. the things that are not work, or the things that are more like work are too much work, and even though they gave you value, are too much work. You could just become a philanthropist. I don't hate the idea. If I was if I was slightly richer, 
Like, I would love to do something like Doctors Without Borders for, like, a few years. So, but I'm not quite that well enough off yet. So, I could be, but that involved meaning, like, sleeping on floor in an apartment in Catskill for the rest of my life. So, no, so I'm not too keen on that. You're halfway there right now. I mean, I am halfway there. I did buy a pillow. So, I actually own a pillow for the first time in, like, uh, like two years now. Everyone Sorry. knows that cardboard monkeys aren't allowed to own things. They're just given a basement by the owner, and they occasionally get thrown a banana. But otherwise, they must sort. For the Is that why they don't exist in Florida? Because there are no basements. Yeah. Also, because the Gators would eat them all. Uh, from what I understand about college football, the Gators are not eating anything. <laughs> Dude, we, uh, I remember we beat the Gators by like 40 or 50 points my freshman year and everyone did the Gator chomp to mock them it was great good, good times I deserved it fucking I hate college sports they're the worst thing about everything how dare you how dare you college sports are the worst I agree it is like it is like basically like child labor because they don't get paid but they have to perform but they're also not children which is like the other thing that I don't understand yeah, but you can stand in the stands with your uh, Brooks Brothers or Old Row, and you can just be TFTC while you talk about IFC and all that fun stuff. I don't know what any of that shit that you just said was, but well, my college didn't have sports, so I literally have nothing to like compare those to. SAFTB, Jim. Duh. All I know is that whenever anyone makes like a marrying your cousin joke, Someone says Roll Tide, and I laugh. Yeah, fuck <laughs> out, man, but I think we can all agree on that. Yeah, actually, my, one of my friends asked me if I was getting married in Orlando or somewhere exotic, like Alabama. And I was like, why is Alabama the first place you think of when you think exotic? <laughs> all right, well, that's yeah, probably I, a good place to end it. We've been rambling for an hour and a half. Alabama is an exo- exotic place. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if we had if we had titles for our after hours casts, this one would definitely be called Alabama's an exotic. I'll place. change it. Yeah, I'll change right. it. Uh, thanks for everyone who stayed through our ramblings. This was definitely the most laid back episode of After Hours. Well, it's because we talked about magic for too much. Yeah, yeah. It's always great catching up with you guys and having our listeners delve into our personal lives a little more as we try to figure out Ed's hobbies. If you want to suggest a title to Ed's hobbies please tweet it to at cartel underscore finance on Twitter, and we will happily help suggest him. Uh, Ed should learn how to program. That seems like too much like work. But it's like not work, but it could be your job if you wanted it to. Right. But I already sit in front of a computer all day. Yeah, so it's going to be just the same, except that you're going to be making things instead of breaking things. And thanks for listening to our After Hours number eight. Where can people find you guys? Nowhere. I don't exist. Don't find me anywhere. <laughs> uh, at Edwin13 on Twitter. I'll be in Portland this weekend and San Jose next weekend. All right. You can find me on Twitter at PHROST underscore. You can find me on my couch helping my fiance beat Mario Odyssey. Uh, if you heard like <laughs> helps from the background or fucking bullshits, that was probably her. My mama says that gators are all ornery because they got all teeth and no toothbrush. <laughs> I couldn't follow through with that quote for Florida. But if you see water, I'm sorry to hear that. 
Uh, my name is Jeremy. You can find me on Twitter at Missouri MTG. If you need a couple hundred extra boxes of iconic masters, hit me up on Twitter. I'll hook you up because uh, there's a lot of this product. Uh, thanks for listening. We will be back with our regularly scheduled programming sometime. So uh, <laughs> thanks for listening. T- tomorrow, maybe? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, but yeah, have a good one, guys. Talk to you later. I found.